chapter 4. Praise God. Verse 1 and verse 8. Verse 1 and verse 8. I'm going to be having some readers up here in just a minute here. Uh, I need some of you, one of you men, give me a hand here. Bring me that chart and that uh, chair with it, please. I appreciate that help. My title is, You Have a Right to Know. You have a right to know. You have a right to know. Chapter 4, 2 Timothy. I charge thee, therefore, before God, Timothy, and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead, at his appearing in his kingdom. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long sufferings and doctrine. For the time has come when they will not Endure sound doctrine. But after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. They're hearing what they want to hear. And they shall turn their ears away from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. But watch thou in all things endure affliction. Do the work of an evangelist Make full proof of your ministry. In other words, don't mess up. For I'm now ready to be martyred or offered. And my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I've finished my course. Thank God. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness which the righteous Lord, the judge, the righteous judge, shall give me, notice here, shall give me when? At that day. He hasn't got it yet. And not to me only, but unto all them that also love his appearing. You have a right to know. Ask them, readers, come and join me on the platform here. Let's sit and pick up your mic. We're going to pray. Lord Jesus, we're asking your fellowship in this presence, Lord Jesus. And we need you to hold our hands, chaperone us through the times we're living in. Reveal to us what was concealed. Make known to us what was unknown. This church wants to make it. I definitely want to go when you come. And as the song says, Lord, one taken and the other left. I don't plan to be left behind. And we don't plan to be left behind, so we are asking you to reveal thy truth to us. In the name of Jesus, you may be seated. My chart is so simple. 
so simple. So I'm going to open it up and show it to you. Thank you. Position yourself so you can see my chart. And the chart is about what we just heard sang a while ago. Not everybody loved the prospect and the imminent return of Jesus that's coming. And as you know, our unbelief, our skepticism, our rationalism, we cannot prevent that which God has ordained to take place. He's coming whether you are ready or like it or not. He will come. And he will not tarry. He will come. Now, I found out that the uh, believers in the days after the crucifixion of Christ were no different from you and me. They want to know when, how long they have to wait, who's going, who's not going, when are they going, when are they coming. And they had all these questions like we have. And they asked those questions. So they were just like we are today. And just like we would like to see Jesus, so did Moses. Said, show me thy glory. And they longed to see him. Now, I won't talk to you that plan to be left behind. This is almost irrelevant to people who will be going in the catching of the church. But this picture you're looking at will be a reality. Whether you believe it, understand it, read it, or not even know about it, the Bible says it will be a snare, a trap to an unsuspected world who is busy marrying, giving in marriage, building, that they did in the days of Noah, on the same level as the days of Lot, we are not original. Our sins are not original. Our skepticism, rationalism, is not original. Your unbelief is not original. You've just become an appendage of a lost generation. Our world mock and call pie in the sky and they will tell you that we are brainwashed. And I, to be honest with you, I'm glad I'm brainwashed. I'm glad I'm brainwashed. My brain needed washing a long time ago. And God gave me a nice little scouring down. That's for you're washed. So we don't, we, don't, we don't disclaim that we're washed and that our brain have been changed. Amen. But the Bible know that Jesus Christ was confronted by the disciple asking him, how soon will you come? And when you come, Lord, what will be the impact of your coming? Obviously, the disciples want to brag on their temple, and they show Jesus the magnificence of their artisan work, the sculpture, the, the beauty of it all. They forgot who they were talking to. They were talking to him that made the universe. You cannot impress God. With human feats. He has done exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ever think, ask, or imagine 
And he said, if I tell you earthly things and you have problem, you know, unraveling that much more if I tell you heavenly things. There is a heaven, whether you like it or not. And I believe it's for Christians. Now, some don't believe we're going to go there. And that's fine. They don't plan to go there. We plan to go there. Amen. But the apostle Paul wrote a lot about the catching away of the church. He wrote to Timothy, a young man that he's mentoring, and telling him that my ministry is over and I'm leaving. Because, you see, Nero did not like Paul and his preaching. And they tried to silence him by decapitating him, cutting his head off. But they couldn't cut the gospel off. They couldn't shut down the message. They could kill the messenger, but couldn't kill the context of the message. And here we are this morning talking about it, singing about it. It is the blessed hope of the church. Now, if you're happy down here, that's fun. But we are pilgrims, sojourners. We're looking for a city whose builder and maker is God. It's not based on some architectural design or some stamp of a pega or some other engineering firm, but our builder and maker is God. And I believe Jesus Christ said what he meant. I go prepare a place for people that are born again. Born of the water. Born of the spirit. Born of the blood. And have his image. Hallelujah. And belong to him. And nobody's going by accident. And nobody be left behind by mistake. It's going to be an organized plan thing from God. And when he come, he that come will not tarry. Amen. You got to be ready. Not getting ready. You got to be ready. Because he will come and be gone. And where are we going? We're going where Jesus is. Where Jesus is. And where I am, there you may be also. This is imminent and it's going to happen. All of you in this building will not be going. I believe that. And all of you in this building may not be left behind. Well, the prospect of all of us being left behind is greater than any of us going up. I don't think you heard me. The prospect of us all being left behind is greater than the prospect of any one of us going up. Because you have to continue in the faith as an overcomer. Now, what happened to John? John was in the Isle of Patmos because... Domitian and the Roman emperor did not like the message he was preaching. And John wrote and gave us the book of Revelation. Now, this book is not written for the world to read. It's not written for sinners. It's a book written to church that at that time were persecuted severely by the woman that sits upon the scarlet-colored beast, the one he called the mother of harlots in chapter 17, who played footsie with the beast in chapter 13 of Revelation. He said, 
I want you to know that, church, we're going to have a triumphant ending. It will not be, amen, a, a weak uh, demise of the church, but the church is going to be caught up. Now, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, the Bible speaks about the catching away of his church. And the church don't mean denomination or religion. It means a brought out people called out of the world and belong to a world to come. I was thinking this morning about the sin of Demas. The sin of Demas was he loved this present world. You can be so worldly-minded that you are no heavenly present ready to go. And the church of God has got to be careful that we are not deceived by the deception of this world. I hope the day will come when you and I can say, I have fought a good fight. I won the battle. <laughs> I'm going to wear the winner's crown. <laughs> Hallelujah. And put on the marriage gown and sit upon the throne of glory and celebrate with Jesus Christ. All sorrows will be gone. Now, the question is, what's going to happen after the church is gone? I'm going to tell you, beloved church, I'm church, I'm talking to you now. Absent from your body, you are going to be literally present with Almighty God, right in His presence. You are going to be caught up and see a glorified Jesus, not a crucified Jesus. You're not going to see the humanity. You're going to see the Almighty, the only one who have potentate. Amen. Who dwell in light that no man can approach unto. You're going to see him face to face. As he is, so shall you be. You're going to have his nature, <laughs> his name. Hallelujah. Everything about Jesus will you become, and you're going to reign with him forever and forever and forever and forever. It will be worth it all. All your trials, all your problems, all your tribulation will be a thing of the past. When God pick you up and take you to where he lives, goodbye sorrow, goodbye grief, goodbye woe, goodbye problem, goodbye tribulation, goodbye Lucifer, goodbye liars, goodbye world. I'm going to be with Jesus in paradise forevermore. And so shall the church will ever be. He said, in that day, I'll turn your sorrow into joy. There'll be no more pain, no more suffering, no more night there, no more weeping. It will be joy, unspeakable, and full of glory. The half has not been told. It will be worth it all. Hallelujah. He said, let no man take your crown. 
in chapter 5 of 1 Thessalonians, Paul says, you don't need me to tell you the day nor the hour what's going to happen. Beloved, you are the last generation that earth will ever know. Look at the person that said, you look at the last generation. Remember this now. You're not original in your sins. You're not original in your skepticism. It happened in days of Noah. It happened in days of Lot. And God says, you're not original. But you're going to suffer the same faith they suffered if you are not on the ark. You're locked out to drown, my friend. Amen. At those that are laughing, they quit laughing once we're gone. When God shut the door and you begin to knock on that boat, God says, I never knew you. I don't know who you are. You know why? Because he's too busy with his wife. And the days of Lot is here. So we're not original. But what's going to happen? When we caught up to meet the Lord, we are in chapter 4 of Revelation. Go there and look right for yourself. A door was opened. That's the same door in the book of Isaiah chapter 6. Open the everlasting door that the righteous people who keep the truth may come in. Truth going to take you there. Hello. A door was opened and a trump was the voice of God. Absent from the body was Jesus Christ. That's going to become a reality. That means Everybody who's left behind are not his. And they are candidates for anything that could happen and might happen on the earth. Church, I know we preachers don't tell you this often enough. You are, number one, a pilgrim and a sojourner. We sometimes forget that. Some don't even know that. You are a pilgrim and a sojourner. Number two, you are an ambassador. You cannot be an ambassador in your own country. If you are an ambassador, that means this world is not your home. You have a citizenship that's not of earth. You have a time and a record of your birth that this man and that woman was born in that city. And when the registry is open, you will be able to show your genealogy that you are a continuation of the genealogy of the sons of God. Behold, we are the sons of God. And it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know when he shall appear, we shall appear with him. Oh, clap hand if you believe that. Now, I told you some of you folks are not going to see death. You're not going to die. You are going to enter in the ministry of Enoch. You're not the first one to do it. You will enter in the ministry of Elijah. You won't be the first one to be caught up and taken up. And you'll die like so many other people have died who died in the faith. But God has a program for both of you. I'm going to resurrect the dead. Rapture the living. But what happened after that? I went on the mission field because I wanted to see for myself what things were like. They tell me about the atrocity that went on in that country. I said, don't tell me. I don't want to know. Let me discover for myself. 
They tell me about dead bodies laying on the street and corpses out there and dogs eating dead bodies and that whatever has happened. I saw bodies and situation that I've never seen in my life before. But I had one consolation. This is not my home. I have a reserved plane ticket to leave any time I want to. I had a passport given to me that I can just go and jump on that plane and say, I want to go home. And I can leave all my problems behind. I don't plan to be left behind. Look at that person beside you. They're either on their way to hell or heaven. That's the honest truth. The wrath of God is on them right now or the blessings of God. That's the honest truth. Now, I know you don't want to hear that, but you have a right to know. You have a right to know that you're headed somewhere. Your journey takes you somewhere. At the end of your life, you end up somewhere in the pit or in the palace. In hell or heaven. There's no purgatory. There's no intermediary. You go up or down. God either smile at you or frown at you. Think about it. And guess what? It won't be Pastor Neil who's going to block you or some friend of yours. You're dealing with one God that don't make mistakes. Let's worship Jesus. When the church is caught up, we're going to end up at a place called the judgment seat of Christ. Vacation Bible school teachers will be rewarded for their effort. Those who knock more than evangelize will be paid for their effort. Those who gave to mission will be paid for their effort. Those who gave a cup of water in the name of Jesus Christ shall be rewarded. Those who lay down their lives shall receive the crown of life. And the Bible lists the different crowns that shall be given, amen, to people. And if I'm a good preacher, I'll wear the preacher's crown. Or see the preacher's frown. The one or the other. Amen. I got Ezekiel 18 to look at all the time. And Ezekiel 38, 33 to look at all the time. That's why I don't care what the congregation think about how I preach. I don't worry about them. They, they can't decide my future. God does. God does decide my future where I end up. It doesn't matter what the world thinks or the government thinks or the congregation thinks or my wife thinks. It's what God thinks. Because he, he pays the bill. He rests the sentence. Uh, he put the crown on her, take it off. Uh, and so we got to do what's right in his sight. That we might be accounted worthy to escape the things coming upon the world. Luke 21, 23 says that. That we may become worthy. No, I'm a coward. I want to leave this earth before it happens. I've experienced once in my life the aftermath of the earthquake. When my godless grandmother that didn't live for God like she should. When the earth starts shaking, she starts saying the Lord's Prayer. I'm not sure what she expected. But my auntie said to her, it's too late. <laughs> well, you want to make a friend before you need one. I'm a friend of Jesus. Now, the Bible says, when you leave your body, you will be changed. In a moment, mortality Gave up to immortality. The change is so fast. You had no say in the matter. And by the way, I'm going to get very touchy now. You ladies and gentlemen that don't like preachers preach about clothing. 
in the church of Jesus Christ, this one, there is plumb line and clothesline preaching. I said there's plumb line and clothesline preaching. Now, it doesn't matter what you think, because in heaven, you don't choose the gown. God chose it. And there's a man that came to the banquet by invitation, but he didn't have the right thing on. And God threw him out. There was a priest that didn't have the right garment on. And God said, take that filthy garment off him. There are some people trying to worship God. And God says, a strange apparel. Now, you know what? There's some wrinkles in my suit right now because it's the wrong kind of fabric. But what do you expect from Valley Village? <laughs> what do you expect from Valley Village, right? But in heaven, you better have no wrinkles in there. <laughs> you better go to sleep in that garment, my friend. It better not be spoiled with ketchup and hot sauce. The church is caught up. Here's this church. Jesus Christ cannot be crowned kings of kings and lord of lords without the church being there. That is powerful. Without we being there, he just can't be crowned. He's in heaven waiting for us to get there. He's anxious to be crowned. Not even Paul can be crowned. You're holding up the program. You're holding it up. He just wants you to be there so he can be crowned. He's not yet crowned. But chapter 5 says, when we get into heaven, he will be crowned, and we're going to have crown upon our heads so we can throw it at his feet. You can't throw away what you don't have. Mm. I don't care how shape your head is, he'll give you one that fits. I don't care how fat you are, he can adjust it for you. Hello? But in chapter 5, it's the coronation of Jesus Christ and this church. Now, here's where I want to take you right now. I need some readers here. And they can stone you and not me. So you read when I ask you to read it. And dodge mud when they throw it at you. Sister, I'm glad you got your hat on. It's, it will shield your face. You got a seal of protection. The seal of the seal of the Holy Ghost. Don't start reading until I ask you to read. Amen. You don't know where I'm going. But once the church gets to heaven, all of a sudden, Daniel's book become relevant. And come here, you three boys. Come here. Do me a favor. I want you to strip this of the paint with your hand. Strip it. You can't see it. You're wasting your time. Try. Strip it. Get paint off it. Strip it. With your hand. It's not working. Try. You try. Come on, guys. Take it forever. That's a seal. They couldn't open the seal. No man in heaven, no man on earth, no man below the earth, <laughs> could open the seal. No man, just like no man could bring remission of sin, but one man. And he that sat upon the throne is the almighty God, the ancient of days. I can prove in chapter 7, the book of Daniel. He sat upon the throne, and he's 
wonder that there was no man, and the only guy ever cried in heaven is John. Nobody's ever done that. Only him alone. He cried. And God said, stop crying. The Lamb of God has prevailed to do it. And on that throne, now this is the word Trinitarian and us part ways. Because I don't know three thrones in heaven. I've never seen once in my life. God the Father here, God the Son here, God the Holy Ghost. It doesn't exist. It's a lie. Now, I don't care what anybody said. It's just a lie. Amen. It's not going to be there. It will never happen. John said, I saw one, one throne. If there was no man to open the book, are we hopeless? No. When God came find a man, he become the man. And, <laughs> and the lion on the throne become the lamb on the ground. Amen. Jesus Christ is your high priest. He's your sacrifice. And he's also your sin for us. He opened the book. And I want to talk about what's happening right now in our world. In our world, we are faced with news every day. I was thinking about this. And church, you need to hear this. Demas having loved this present world. Can I tell you what world he loved? The world of Greece. Greece today, and I'm thinking in my prayer, I wish to God Demas could be around today to see Greece as it really is. Demas in his day saw Greece in her splendor, her regal power. And so he abandoned the church for Greece. World system. Left Paul, and Paul says, he has abandoned me for this present world. Church, don't do it. Get in, stay in. Don't be a left behind. Don't be a dropout. You've got to make it. Jesus put it in his will that you can still make it. It should be your dream, your desire. I've got to make it. I know I can get in. The door is open. I'm going in. Well, back to my story. The Lord opened up the seal. I'm going to tell you what those seals represent based on my knowledge. All right? Now, in chapter 6, I want you to notice here what's happening. In chapter 6, you see four horses. Four horses. Now, saints of God, you don't know this, but all the terrorism you're here in the Middle East are called footmen. And they're in the Jordan region. And you don't know this. All the falling angels from heaven are on earth today. They literally are walking up and down even in this building. Even outside this building. Literally angels walking up and down in this building. Trying to devour who they can. They even are in this building right now trying to blind your mind. That you would not see what I'm talking about. They come to take away the word when I saw it in your heart. To pick it out. And confuse you. And block you out of the kingdom of God if he can. Because don't forget the devil has come down with great wrath. Because he knows this time is short. 
And you're the only one he can hurt. And so he's going to try, even this morning, to block your mind, to block your will and your desire. And Satan sometimes captures people at will when he wants to. So the devil, your adversary, the roaring lion, seeking to devour. We can. But you tell him right now, I'm no lamb chop. I got David in this building. I will pop your mouth open. I got David in this building. will fight for me and pull me out of your mouth. Praise God. Satan would like to get you and sift you as wheat and manipulate you and disinherit you a paradise like you did to Adam and Eve. But church time, you're in the wrong place. You got the wrong person, the wrong address. Take it somewhere else. You better let the devil know which side you're on. I said you better show him this morning which side you're on. Said Satan, I am purchased, I'm bought, I'm owned. You can't have me. I belong to the master and I love my master. I'm already taken. You know, because we don't wear rings and uh, we have the conferences and a lot of people come there, good looking people, ugly people, all kind of people. They showed up and <laughs> my pastor's pretty handsome, you know. And so one lady saw him and she, she looked at him and didn't know he's married. And tried to go at him. And the wife, the wife stepped up and said, he's married. I'm his girl. Hey, the devil wants to take you over. And Jesus is watching. What are you going to do? I'm not playing footsie with the devil on the dinner table. I am taken. I got his name. I got his looks. Hear me now, church. And so the devil, the first three and a half years, from now on, there are about seven years to come. We don't know when he's going to start, but I think he's going to start already. Seven-year period. The first three and a half years is what those four arches represent. Listen to me, folks. Go to your Bible and look right now. You have a right to know. Once we're gone, God's going to release these four horses. Let me tell you what's in the news. Syria, Iraq, Jordan, Israel. Now, I know it don't mean nothing to you because Satan blinds your mind, blind your eyes. And keep you busy doing the wrong thing. Make you a major in the minors and, and forget about the majors. But I'm here to pull the rug off him and show you what he's doing. When God opened the seal, what happened? He revealed a white horse rider. He's riding. And who's this white horse rider? Can I tell you who it is? He's the man of sin. Now, he's coming through many back doors. Hello. But Satan has found his man. He wanted Jesus the Christ. Could not get him at the Mount of Temptation. So he got 
this man called the man of sin. Satan is on earth giving his seat, power, and authority, and dominion to a man. He told Jesus, all this will I give you if you bow and worship me. He told Christian the same thing. Leave church and you'll prosper in the world. Lots have done it in the States. And they die without mercy. This man of sin is in Revelation chapter 6 and verse 2. Read, please. And I saw and behold a white horse. A white horse. And he that sat on him had a bow. Now the horse represents war. War. A donkey represents peace. Hello. Jesus Christ came the first time on the colt of an ass. The second time he's coming on a white horse. And this is the imitator, or we call the vicar of Christ. Read on, please. And a crown was given unto him. And a crown was given to him. Now, notice here, a crown is given to him to reign over you and me if he can. Read on. And he went forth conquering and to conquer. He went forth conquering and to be conquered. Now, there's a place in Mary called the Abraham City. This church ain't going there. We are not going there. We're not ecumenical. We're not going to be assimilated. We're not going to lose our identity to that guy. Seven women take hold of one man. Seven major religions are going to marry him. And wake up and realize you didn't marry Jesus Christ. You married the Antichrist. Read on. To conquer and to what? To conquer. And to conquer. He's the same guy in chapter 13 of Revelation. With seven heads and ten horns. Do you know that? You say, I don't know that. The guy is alive and well. By the way, Satan is alive and well also. But so is Jesus Christ. Well, you don't know the world is preparing for you. This man is going to bring a mark that you're going to have to take when you miss the rapture. He won't be an option. You will take it. You know why? Because you would not take the mark of Jesus Christ, which was the cross. Paul says, I bear the mark of Christ in my body. So this man is alive. He's in the Middle East, amen, and will come out of that system. Keep your eyes on Turkey. Keep your eyes on Iran. Keep your eyes on Moscow. Keep your eyes, amen, on Israel. Keep your eyes on these countries. And they're preparing for once the church is gone, they're going to be released to do what they're supposed to do on you. Read on. And when he had opened the second seal, I heard the second beast saying, come and see. Now, notice your church. Where's the church? The church is in heaven watching it happen. These are the people who will live for God are going to live for the devil. Because they all worship who? The dragon, the beast, and the man of sin. Worship. You're going to worship somebody. Let me tell you that tattoo your body. You know what you're doing? It's a pre-arrangement for the real mark. Hello? Read on, please. The second horse being released. He's what? And there went out another horse that was red. Sister, why is this pope 
going around the world. You know what Pope means? The very Christ on earth. Call no man on earth your what? What do they call him? Papa. Father. What does this thing on this forge mean? Pontifex Maximus. Go look what it means and then come talk to me later on. And I'll tell you later in private what it means. Huh? Think about it. Think about it. Where does he sit? He sits on seven hills. The seven hills of Rome. And who does he say he is? Who can forgive sin but God alone? Well, he does it. Who changed baptism? He did. It was always done in Jesus Christ's name. And you people so gullible, baptized in false and the Holy Ghost, then think you got a revelation. You got damnation of what you got. Jesus said, Matthew 28, 19, to the apostles, and they interpret that to be in Acts 2, 38. And they are correcting. You're wrong. And you will be left behind because your sins are not forgiven. You're still in your sin. Well, I talk in tongues. So does the devil do that too. Well, I got the spirit. So the devil does that too. Everything God does, Satan imitates. Satan is a counterfeit. He got apostles coming through the room. So conquer means, notice, he doesn't have a sword. Rome no longer used weapon to conquer nation. She used religion. She came to Canada and smoked the peace pipe. Huh? Go to the Philippines and do the same thing they do in jungle. Go to Africa and do the same thing. What? That's how you conquer nation. And now you see that power is fighting with Isis right now. I'll tell you why in a minute. The second horse. Read it, please. And He's red. And power was given to him that sat thereon. What color was he? Red. What red is the color of? Sin. Scarlet. What else? Read on. And sat thereon to take peace from the earth, <laughs> and that they should kill one another. And there was given. It's happening as the beginning of sorrow. Everything I'm telling you right now, this beginning has begun. In Matthew 24, you've become desensitized to these events because Satan is putting a wool over your eye. He is causing you like a guy dying from hypothermia to think you're warm, but when they cry peace and safety, they're going to become sudden destruction. And I'm trying to tell you, you have a right to know that you're being taken for a ride. Read on. And there was given unto him a great sword. A great sword. And you're talking about communism. China, Russia have united with Iran. What's their goal? Who's the big red dragon? Well, it don't mean nothing. We sure do. They clandestinely are deceiving the West. If you want to know the extremity of it all, read about Gog and Magog. The 38th chapter of the book of 
Ezekiel. We were there in China. We saw it. Did we not? They scanned the forehead of a soldier. As they marched by, they scanned their forehead and they read a number. It will trickle down to you say, it won't happen to me. Yes, it will, because you got a sin number. Your social insurance number is the beginning of your sin number. You can't buy or sell without it. Now, we're all here. It's illegal to give you a job without it. Read on, please. Read quickly, please. And when he had opened the third seal, I heard the third beast say, come and see. Now, peace is out of the earth. There is no peace anywhere. Canada... Doesn't know it, but can I have sleeping cells going to one day rise? Remember, I told you that one of these days, Canada got to face the same thing America is facing. The chameleon is waiting for an opportunity to strike. Friend, you can't put the drop the devil as a passenger seat, and uh, and he not become the driver eventually. Once you let the serpent in, you can't get him out. When the church is gone, nobody's here to have power over the devil. Everybody's a victim of Satan. Russia and, and China will be the source of unrest around the world once they release their, their power and their venom. The West is trying hard to maintain peace, but these guys aren't. You ask countries in the Bolshevik area, and they'll tell you what's going on. There's no peace, there's fear. But then there's another horse coming. Church, you're going to face these horse. When there's a riot, what do they do with police? Get them out of their cars and put them on what? Horses. Because horses is the best way to control a mob. Read, please. And beheld, I beheld in lieu a black horse. And he that a black horse? These colors don't mean nothing? If colors don't mean nothing, tell me why your country has a flag with colors. Tell me why everything in China is red. Is that right? Everything. Red is the global color. What about, what about Russia? Red. Russia. Now, it's going to blow you away. What's the color of Isis? Black. What color is it? Black flag. Black hood. Black everything. What's the color of witchcraft? Black. Huh? Serial killer. Black. Why? It don't mean nothing? The devil don't want you to put one plus one equal three. He wants you always think of equal two. The devil, God said, as a snare. Now, these first three and a, three and a half years, the Lord is saying, you want Satan? It's his world. You don't want me? Go ahead, take him. When the church is gone, friend, you're going to knock on this door. We won't be here. We'll be gone. And you're going to have another God come to you, another gospel. But it's not of God. Every man will worship now and the future, but not the true God. Church, can you worship the Lord? Remember now, church, this is not written for the world. It's written for the church to tell you 
don't let no man decrown you. The black horse, amen, is representative of a system that is linked with not only in the issue system, but in democracy. What do we always tell you in the, in the economic world? If you're in the black, you're okay. If you're in the red, you're in trouble. In China, if you're in the black, you're bad. If you're in the red, you're okay. I'm seeing here a merging of democracy and Islam and Christianity. Christian. But could it be when it says hurt now the oil and the wine, democracy came out of Greece. Is that right? Is that right? It's falling apart. It's falling apart. In fact, democracy is demonism. It's the opposite of theocracy. Theocracy is God reigning through a man. So you're going to end up with a time coming Amen. When chapter 13 of Revelation tells you very plainly, how you going to worship? Who are you going to worship? You're going to worship the dragon, the beast, and the devil. And that's what these seals are telling you. First, the seals tell you, and then we got the elaboration in the chapter. And then we come to one more horse. And this one is Islam. This one is going to be responsible for more death than anybody else. Read, please. And I looked and behold a pale horse, and his name that sat on him was Death. Death! And hell followed after, followed with him. Friend, every other culture in life glorified life. Even the devil says it. Only one system glorified death. Blow themselves up, People with pregnancy blow themselves up because they glorify death. But Jesus said, I come that you may have life and that you may have life abundantly. Amen. So we're going to be left behind to face these riders. He said, Pastor, you know, how do you know you're right? Well, honey, I'm not going to stay behind to find out if I'm right or not. I'm going to say I'm leaving earth. I plan to disappear. Amen. While God is able to take me out of this earth, this this. This black horse rider is going to be responsible for one quarter of the world's population. That means, church, if we are 12,000, that means over how much would die? 3,000. I mean, 3 billion. So if we're 6 billion right now and one quarter of the release of these, if you want to know who these guys are, go read chapter 9 of the book of Revelation. You know who they are. Are the bombless pit. And look who's over there. Apollyon and Abandon. You know, that's the devil leading in the charge on people that didn't want Jesus Christ. Now, church, it don't make sense to me that I should give up eternal life, which is so easy. All God requires of me in this church today is faith and stay as an overcomer. I don't need to go through these horses. I don't need to go through these ink marks on my forehead and my right hand. I don't need to face devils when I can face Jesus Christ. Satan cannot be saved. You can be, and he doesn't want you to be saved. Now, once we're gone, 
the Jews are going to have problems. Listen to this in verse 9 to 11. And I beheld when the next seal was opened. Read, please. And when he had opened the fifth seal, the fifth I, seal. I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God. Now, Sister Holden, Paul says, he that willeth until he's what? Taken out of the way. When you, the church, is gone, then Satan can do anything he wants. Because you on earth can stop him. We are here to depopulate hell. Every Christian one time was on their way to hell. But we have been snatched as a branch from the burning. And God pulled us out of the jaws of Satan. So we are in the business of depopulating hell. We are here to give people a new hope and new life. And the devil don't like it. He's upset, but the church can cast out devils. We can stomp on Satan. We got the power in the name of Jesus. When I plead the blood, he can't take it. Now, when we're gone, what's going to happen? You know, if you take it all the police force in Fort Murray, you'd really see what the city is all about. There are potentials here for wicked crimes. But the presence of the RCMP and alert government stop that from releasing its stem. Amen. Well, you take that out of the way. And when the church is gone, all hell is going to break loose. Now, Israel is going to have problems. America will desert her. And the Bible says, when the church is gone, you folks don't know this, but it's honest truth. Chapter 11, can you interpret chapter, this, this fifth seal? Moses and Elijah is going to come forward when we're gone. I was in Houston, Texas, and this Jewish guy was there and asking why we don't reach them as Jews. And he doesn't realize that Jews don't want us to talk to them about Jesus Christ. They hate Jesus with a passion, making a Talmud, right? They don't like Jesus Christ. But these have a revelation of who Jesus is because God showed it to them. And they have a university in Houston, and they are bona fide Jews, and they read their Bible from Hebrew, both Old and New Testament. I said, why don't you reach us? But he was saying to me, who do I think those two servants are? And, and he gave me a two names. I said, no, 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 it can't be those. It says, these men, in the days of their prophecy, amen, call fire down from heaven. Who in the Bible does that? But Elijah. Turn water into blood. Who does that? Moses. Now, you see, huh? He said, what about Enoch? I said, Enoch never did any of those things. There's not one miracle in the Bible that Enoch ever worked. You can't find nowhere where Enoch ever worked a miracle in the Bible. It says, Enoch walked with God, and God took him. But we know that Moses turned water into blood. And Elijah called fire down. You need to know, church, because the people that know are going to be left behind. But you know what? They're telling others, and they're going to be killed for what they know. Now, church, when we're gone, Israel are going to have a chance one more time. And to run ahead of myself, turn in your Bible right now, chapter 14 of the book of 
Revelation. Every Trinitarians need to go to that chapter and read it and get a revelation, please. Because it says the Jews had written in their forehead, not six, 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 which make you sick, sick, sick. But they had the name of his father written in the forehead. Now, you, you, you're a father, don't you? You're a father? Okay. Is your father called son? You call son? Did he call father too? You call husband also? Is that his name? Did he give you his titles? He gave you his name. What's your father's name? Ronald. Ronald what? Oh, my. He gave his first name. Ah, that's the title. The real name is what? O'Donnell. When you married your wife, what name you gave her? O'Donnell. When we, when we the church are his wife, what name will he give us? Jesus. So if you're not a Jesus name believer, you are planning to be left behind. You're not going to go in the rapture. Now, you can argue all you want to, but when the trumpet sound and we're gone, you'll be left behind. It's like magnet and, you know, and ferocious material. It only pick up that which is alive to it. And you will be left behind. And the devil wants that to happen. But we want to give you a fighting chance to make it. Now, I'm going to hurry because I'm running late here. But please, church, stay with me. Once the Jews got the revelation of who Jesus is, 144,000 are going to believe. And though Israel is the sea of the sand, yet only a remnant shall be saved. But that's not my message right now. Now the Bible said the sixth sea was open, and here's what happened. What happened there? The sixth sea was open. What happened? And lo, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became A great black. what? Earthquake. And what happened? And the sun became black as sackcloth of hair. None of those things have happened yet. Do you want to see those things? Go on your computer and see what a hurricane looked like on a video screen. Not very nice to look at. But we're talking about on a level as the earth has never seen before. People that are left behind are going to experience the punishment of Isaiah 13. Well, I'm giving you references here to check me out. But here's what I want you to look at now. When the seals are open, all right, we saw how the seals are open. Now, chapter 8 and verse 2, you read that first, please, sister, read that. 8 and verse 2, read. Yes? Which stood before God, and to them were given seven trumpets. Seven trumpets. And the first angel sounded, verse 7, yes. and there followed hail and fire, Mingled with blood, and there were cast upon the earth, and the third part of where? No, no, cast upon the what? Earth. Upon earth, you're going to be here to face it. The first set of seals was the kingdom of this world at war, but now you're in the middle of the seven-year period where God is going to now judge the world. I mean, understand that. Seventh is God's number. And he steps in now. And when the first trumpet, you're going to burn up all one-third of the trees. Is that what it says? And then the second trumpet, 
the green grass was burnt up. Yes. And the second angel sounded, and there was a great mountain burning with fire was cast into the sea. And the third part of the sea became blood. Read on. And the third part of the creatures which were in the sea had life, dead. My. Died. And the third part of the ships were destroyed. Read on. And the third angel sounded, and there fell a great star from heaven, burning as if it was a lamp. And it fell upon the third part of the rivers and upon the fountains of water. Read on. And the name of the star is called Wormwood. And the third part of the waters became Wormwood. Yes. And many men died of the waters because they were made bitter. Read on. And the third angel sounded, and the third part of the sun was smitten, and the third part of the moon, and the third part of the stars, so as the third part of them were darkened, and the day shone not as the third part of it, and the night likewise. Now, folks, if this were not so, God said, I would have told you. This is not an if and a Hannah maybe. I want to ask you, if you cannot put up with terrorists today, how are you going to deal with that situation when the cataclysmic world is breaking apart? How are you going to cope when the earth is falling apart and what we call uh, life, life survival food and types are taken from us? Huh? When your wage can't even buy your morsel of meat or bread. And when the world is in turmoil and there's bombs and there's disaster and evil spirit from the river Euphrates, even in operation, how are you going to survive? Wait to realize, folks, thank God the Holy Ghost is still here. Thank God Jesus Christ's power is still in force. Because the devil knows he can't handle Jesus. He said to Jesus, have you come to torment us before the time? But he want to torment you. Read on. And I behold and heard an angel. Yes. And I behold and heard an angel flying through the midst. Microphone, please. And saying with a loud voice, Woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth. Oh, come on, sister. What does woe mean? You think little for God is hard? You think our standard is hard? You think living for God and making these sacrifices hard? This is a ten times worse. The Bible says, pray that you be counted worthy to escape these things mm -hmm. which are coming upon the world because there are going to be troubles such as there never was since God created the world. You're playing with your soul. You're playing with your chance. You're playing with your future. And somebody to wake you up and tell you, you can't escape now. It's through Jesus Christ's blood. You can escape the wrath of God and have the blessings of God. And make your calling election sure. This church don't need pity. Don't feel sorry for that. We don't need your pity. We don't need your money. We don't need nothing you've got, my friend, except your repentance. And you turn from your wicked ways and your sins. But they may be blotted out. But when the day of refreshing come and revival come, you may be a part of it. This is not a cult. It's the church of God. We're in a mission, running for our lives. Read on. Woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth. Sister, what does woe mean three times? 
Three times he's confirmed. confirmed. Meaning it's established. Woe, woe, woe. It says woe to the inhabitants of the earth because the devil, the devil is evil. I said he is evil. God called him the wicked one. If he challenged God, how about you? If he fight with Michael and, and Gabriel couldn't withstand him, what about you? You think you can't fight the devil? I've seen witchcraft turn insane people into insane people. Hello? Read on, please. Read on. By reason to the other voices of the trump trumpet of the three angels, and which are yet to be sound. He said it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. It's not getting better. Hey, the church are from worse to good to better to best. Mm -hmm. You are going from best. In fact, he says, your laughter is going to turn into weeping. And our weeping will turn into laughter. Mm -hmm. The table is going to turn. I want to tell you, honey, you can play with the world if you want to. Demas made a mistake. The grease he went after today is bankrupt. And the world you're talking about today, Peter says it reserved for fire and brimstone and fire. Amy, you don't want to be here. If Jesus said you don't want to be here, believe him. He made the world. He knows the world. He knows the end from the beginning. He said, I have forewarned you. Let no man deceive you. Now the fifth trumpet. Blow it, please. Read. Chapter 9, verse 2. And he opened the bottomless pit, and there arose a smoke out of the pit. Sister? Does that really mean? No. You guys don't know this. This is World War III. Hell and the military are linked together. You don't, you don't know this. But the United Nation is the headquarters of Satan right now. But several months ago, God allowed a oneness Pentecostal preacher to stand in the center of that place and proclaim Jesus as the only answer. Because Mr. Utah in the 50s asked for an answer. He said, give us a demigod or a god or a devil. We'll take him. And someone proclaimed Jesus. You are going to be inexcusable. You're willfully ignorant. You see the truth. You know it's truth. And you see the lives the people live. And you can't touch it. But you won't repent. Satan is going to give you a strong delusion. But you believe a lie and be damned. And when Satan gives you a lie, my friend, you can't get it off. Only God can take a spell off you. But if God gave you the lies, my friend, you're like Ahab, you're doomed. It's a look. Read on, please. As the smoke of a great furnace and the sun and the air were Ooh. darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. I like scorpions. They got power to hurt us. Is that what you want? Is that what you stay behind for? It's like kids leaving their home and go to Vancouver and live on the streets in prostitution and sodomy. Rather stay home to house rules. It happened all the time. I've been there. I've walked by there. I see girls on the street and want to trade sex for food. I have seen that. It happened. They'd rather do that than go home and submit to simple rules of mom and dad. 
But worse than that is us. Jesus Christ said, I come and offer your life that you may have life more abundantly. And we chose death more than life. We choose darkness more than light. It doesn't make sense. But you have a right to know what you're getting into. I've never met a doctor who will operate on you and not let you sign your death warrant. He will not cut you open without your signature of approval because he knows you may not survive. And he doesn't want to carry the blame. God is saying, I wash my hands out of you when I take the rapture off this earth because you didn't know the hour of your visitation. You didn't know the time when I come and offer you an olive branch. You didn't come and another come in his own name and him you're going to have. You're out of this and this. It don't make sense. Read on, please. Verse 14. Saying to the sixth angel, yes. which had the trumpet, loose the four angels which are bound in the great river Euphrates. Ah. Jump into verse 18. The what? The river Euphrates? Mm -hmm. You know where it starts? It starts way up there in Turkey. Come through Iraq. Come past Iran. And dump in the Persian Gulf. That's where all the armies are right now. There are four evil angels up there. They're begging. They're pumping up there. Say, God, turn us loose. Turn us loose. And the angels say, no, I can't turn you loose. I can't turn you loose because I got some people down there. It's like Abraham praying for Lot. Oh, God, hold back the angels. Don't let them bring fire and brimstone on Sodom because I got Lot there. And God said, okay, hold him back. And the angels said, I can't do anything until I get those guys out of there. God's going to get the church out of here. Will you be in the rapture? I know I'm wasting my time talking. You have a right to know the evil angels. They said, hurt not because of us. What? Y'all hurt earth until I seal those Jews. Every Christian is sealed already. After you believe you are sealed with what? Holy Ghost. Ephesians 1.13. The seals were gone. Hallelujah. Read, please. Read. By these three were the third part of men killed. And now the third, after the first third is gone, quarter is gone. Mm -hmm. How many is left? By Do five. you have a hiding place? Where are you going to hide? Oh, I'm going to dig a hole in the ground. You're crazy. You're out of your mind. Hitler tried it. It didn't work. Search the record. How deep his bunker was. And bombs went down there. They got drones now. Can go into the house. And remember what room it went to. And seek out people. There's no hiding place. Except in the blood of Jesus. Amen. There's no hiding place. Except in God. I feel you're left behind. I feel sorry for you. But we can't help you. Read on, please. By the fire and by the smoke fire and by and the smoke. brimstone which issued out of their mouth. Oh, their mouth. Read on. Read on. And for the power is in their mouth and in their tails. My for God. their tails were like unto serpents and had heads. 
and with them do they do hurt. That, could, the be, that, that could be a nuclear weapon released by China. There's kill of Iran. Iran just deceived the states a while ago. Because the Bible says Iran will link with Russia. And they will attack from the north. Go for the north is. That's mean north of Palestine. Look where they're coming from. Those guys don't want to read the Bible, but I do. They said there was a sign at a peace table. Lie. It's in their heart to do what? Mischief. Honey, when your government signed a treaty for, for war or peace, you're, you're in it too. But do you have a hiding place? Jesus says, pray that you become what? Worthy to escape the things coming on us. You have a right for me to teach you this. The pastors that you're around won't tell you that. They make you so worldly minded, you're no heavenly good. And they hand you over to ignorance. Peter said they're willfully ignorant. They don't want to know. They say, on, please. Chapter 11, verse 15. Yes. And the seventh angel sounded, and there were a great voice in heaven saying, yes. The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and his Christ, and he shall reign forever and Sister, ever. Sister, in the back of the book we won. Amen. In the back of the book we won. He's no longer hanging on the cross. He's sitting on a throne. He's no longer wounded. He's wealthy. He's no longer a, a lamb. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah, king of kings, lord over all. I'm trying to tell you, church, it will be worth it all hanging around with Jesus. Lay up your treasure in heaven. Come on, somebody shout. Do you love his appearing? Do you love his coming? Your Jesus ain't a wimp. He's a champion. He's a champion. Greater than Solomon and David. Hallelujah. Kushaka Mahaya. Read on. Let's go to the vials now. Chapter 16, verse 2. Yeah? And the first went and poured out his vial upon the earth. Brother, you mean it's not over yet? There's still more to come? Now, folks, why can't you show up in church on Tuesday night? Why can't you show up on Friday? Why can't you show up on Sunday? In heaven, it's the same pews. They ain't going to change the pews. Holy, holy, Lord God Almighty. Too bad. Holy, holy. We've been singing before you got here. And the people were singing it anyhow. Holy. Oh, I said, holy. Well, hey, no, I want a different color dress. No, 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 no. White robes. But down here, there's woe down here. It reminds me of Goshen. In Goshen, there's peace and tranquility and, and privacy. But in, 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 in Egypt, there's problems. Read on, please. Brother, raise your voice like a trumpet. Shout at me. <laughs> Noisome and grievous, sore upon the men which had the mark of the beast and upon them which worshipped his image. Woo! Well, I don't worship his image. Let me tell you, friend, the devil don't care what church you go to as long as you go to hell. 
He don't care what religion you call yourself. Let's go to hell. I was in Japan. I saw it with my own eyes for the first time. Read idolatry. And I couldn't even help it. If I did, that would probably kill me. It would have killed me. I couldn't touch it. It's about a stone and statue. But you got a God somewhere. It could be your money. It could be your job. It could be your wife. It could be your husband. It could be your kids. It could be your religion. Anything that's not Jesus Christ is, a, is idolatry. And what do they worship? Read on, please. And the second angel poured out his vial yes. upon the sea, and it became as the blood of a dead man. My God. And every living soul died in the sea. Oh, oh I love seafood. I love my lobsters and my shrimps and my, and my scallops. And I, I like my muscle, but oh, there won't be any left. How many plagues was in Egypt? Ten plagues. It bankrupt Egypt. Well, this is worse than Egypt. Read on, please. And the third angel poured out his vial upon the rivers and fountains of water. Vials. Oh, my God. He's not pouring out the Holy Ghost. He's pouring out vials. Read. And they became blood. Blood! This is a bloody world. They love to shoot people and kill people and spill blood. God said, you want blood? Drink blood. You kill enough saints? Drink blood. You want blood? Drink it. He said, well, I'll bottle my water and put it in my fridge. They're going to turn blood too. It's blood everywhere. Think about it, church. Now, be honest with me. What church have you been to the last six months that tells you what's going to happen to you when you miss the rapture? Be honest. Have they told you? No. Because the devil wants you to follow sleep. But God said, let's not sleep as others do sleep. It's time to wake up and realize what's going on. We're going somewhere. It's coming to the end. We don't, please. Verse 8. And the fourth angel poured out his vial My. upon the sun. Yes. And power was given unto him to scorch men with fire. Elder, solar energy is not going to work forever. So when God turns the sun off, there's no solar system. And the sun going to do what? Scorch? Scorch? Now I feel sorry for you because I'm already, I'm already baked already. <laughs> but there'll be no sun for you to bake in, brother. And for you, they sister. But I'm already burnt already. Think about it. Go in the sun. There's no cream at the pharmacist to help you. He's going to be stretching himself. I mean, the sun is going to move over his orbit and come close to the earth and burn them. That's what we will be left behind to face. Somebody to tell us. Now, God didn't tell the world. He told to the church. How do I know that? The first chapter of Revelation said, write to the church. You know what? It's his bride. Read on, please. I'm hurrying on. And men were scorched with great heat and blasphemed the name of God. What is the name of God? Jesus. I've never heard one person curse that says Muhammad, Buddha, Shintu, Boogaloo. What name do they curse? In any language, what name do they curse? 
What name did they scream at? Jesus, Jesus, black of the black, black Jesus Christ. You know why? The first commandment said, don't do it. Don't take his name in vain. Don't mess around with his name. Worship him. Is that right? Yes. That means they're going to blaspheme Jesus. Because they know he had power over the sun and the moon. Read on, please. Which hath power over these plagues. He had power over these plagues. And they repented not to give him glory. And they wouldn't give him glory. Hardness of heart. Read on, please. And the fifth angel poured out his vial upon the seat of the beast. Ah. And his kingdom was full of darkness. Let me take it out. Right now, the devil's religious seat is in Rome. Sits on seven hills. Islam, Rome, and Israel would like to put their throne in Jerusalem. Between the sea. Between the Mediterranean Sea. Amen? And the, and the sea that's in Israel. If I have time to show you the, the future of the Antichrist, he will get a seat in Jerusalem. And God's going to do some things to him on that seat. Amen. Hello. You're reading about it right now. Church, this is the, the most current news in the world is right here. Everything you hear about Iraq and Iran and Persia, believe me, it's right in the book. And I'm asking you to wake up, open your eyes, open your heart, and make your calling and election sure. Because there's no other escape. Read on, please, very quickly. And they gnawed their tongues for pain. Yeah. And blasphemed the God of heaven yes. because of their pains yes. and their sores. And repented not of their deeds. Yes, and the sixth angel did what? And the sixth angel poured out oh, his vial oh upon God. the great river Euphrates. Yes. And the water thereof was dried up. Yes. That the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. That means China. Masay Tung, before he died, said, we got 200 million army men to fight if we need to. Korea has them almost now. I've been to Megiddo. I've seen my wife and I have been there. You stand right there, you can smell destiny. Is that right, Sister Lee? They post a day. In fact, there's a map on the ground to show you a time when Russia and the United States faced with nuclear weapon each other like this. And they thought this was it. They thought this was it. There's a, a place on the ground they marked and showed it over Israel. Now, today, Israel is abandoning by the states. But if you want to know when Jesus Christ comes, what's going to happen? People's eyes. Come here, Caleb. I'm picturing all the time. The clouds, the clouds never get high as 30,000 feet. That's why pilots always go 30,000 feet. You want to be a pilot, right? You know, I say clouds 30,000 feet. Always below that. If Jesus is going to come in the cloud, listen now, it means the cloud is going to be Somewhere from 5,000 to 10,000 feet above the ground. If his face shone above the sun, who can look at him? You cannot right now look at the sun with naked eyes and remain visual. And he, if he come down in the cloud and he shone above the sun, you say it will never happen. It did a Mount of Transfiguration. 
but he protected the disciples. And they fell like dead. If the Son of God come down that low and shine in our face, the Bible predicts your eyes going to melt from the socket. He said your skin going to flare right off like when you're sizzling a beef on a rotisserie. It's going to melt right off your body. Boom. That means skeletons standing up because of heat. If you don't believe me, read the 14th chapter of the book of Zechariah. Describes the presence of Jesus facing off those who are left behind and those who survived the plague. I'm not making it up. I just said you have a right to know what you're turning your back on. Read on, please. I'm hurrying to hand here. Come on. Verse 17. Verse 17. And the seventh angel poured out his vial yes. into the air, and there came a great voice out of the temple of heaven from the throne, saying, It is done. Yes. And there were voices and thunders and lightnings, and there was a great earthquake, such as was not since men were upon the earth. Yes. So mighty an earthquake and so great. Yes. And the great city was divided into three parts, and the cities of the nations fell. And great Babylon came in remembrance before God to give unto her. And the God blew it up. To, to give unto her the cup of the wine yes. of the fierceness of his wrath. Yes. And every island fled away. And every island? Every island. Every? Does every mean every? Well, I don't believe in the King James Version. It's an inaccurate Greek translation. Dummy. It's settled in heaven. I don't care what the scholarship says. They'll stand. Oh, my God. Come here one more time, Caleb. Come here, boy. Remember that red box there. Give me that box. Hold it. Hold it behind his back. Turn him. Look, face that way. Do me a favor. I want to walk around in circles a minute here. Yeah, this corner right here. You fall right down. Hold, hold it behind his back like this. Like this. I mean, not tall enough, but hold like this. Right? Hold like that. Every person in this church who's not born again, you are already in hell and don't know it. I hate to tell you the truth, but I'm telling you right now. In hell, I already don't even know. I want to sing the same song she sang a while ago. The wrath of God, he that believeth not on the Son, the wrath of God already abideth on him. It's following him. And he doesn't know it. If he doesn't repent of his sin, it's going to follow him to the grave. Instant death, instant judgment. At the point of death, salvation offer is withdrawn. And you're going to be judged. Go right to the lake of fire. Now, he won't face the seals and all that judgment, but you're going to face the white throne judgment. Because he was in hell when he died. While the world is in turmoil. Amen. That's the honest truth. I'm telling you the truth. 
And when Jesus came in the picture, he pushed it aside and took over. <laughs> and covered him. He pushed him aside and changed his fortune. That demoniac was in the tomb crying at night and day, bawling off until Jesus showed up. He said, well, what's wrong with it, boy? I got legion. Legions! And the Lord cast him out into the, the pits of the lake and said, now you're free. Go home and show your family what Jesus did for you. What Jesus did for you. He spared your life. Go tell your family what I've done for you. But when we stand before angels, they're going to ask us, Denisha, who are these flying through the sky as birds without wings? How do they do it? He that raised Christ from the dead dwell in your mortal body shall also quicken you and raise you from the dead, and we shall be caught up. I have never found one fault in Pentecost since I've been converted. I came in the church in 972 at this altar, <laughs> weeping, crying, mourning. On my way to hell, didn't even know it. Had no idea about these things. And Jesus led me down the altar. Everything he asked me to let go of was hurting me. Cigarettes, wrong living, nightlife, drugs, alcohol, self-will. Oh, God. I had no idea I was on my way to hell. But then that day Jesus Christ came to my life. Now I'm looking back. If there was no heaven, if there was no gold of city, if there were no streets of gold, I would love the privilege that girl had to go and bow at his feet and cover it with tears. And so thank you, Lord, for rescuing me. I did not know. I, I, I feel like this, you know, I feel like, uh, I feel like Balaam. That donkey stopped me, and I'm, and I'm kicking the donkey. He said, why are you kicking me? I'm trying to stop you. There's an angel there trying to hurt you. It's trying to hurt you, and I'm trying to help you. That's why I'm trying to stop you. I'm not trying to get in your way. Who is God trying to stop this morning when you come down this aisle and give your life to God? I don't know what God is asking you to let go of. But would you let go of it just for heaven? If nothing else, to escape the wrath. He said, prayer. Young boys, I saw small and great stand before the judgment seat of God. Before the white throne, small and great stand before God. Having to give an account. Pride will go out the door. 
I saw Satan bound. The great whore burned. The kings of the earth are in hell. And everything I serve burns up. Oh, God. Oh, God. You have a right to know where you're headed. Oh, you got a right to know that you're making a mistake. You've got a right to know. Who is God talking to? Are you so blind you can't see? Can't you hear? Are you so deaf that you won't admit you're going the wrong way? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Can't you hear me? Sing it. Don't wait, just too late. I pray that we get our business. Give it right to know. So we can know me. One minute after the rapture, the world is on fire. I pray we'll all be ready when he returns. I pray we'll all be ready. Give our heart a search. 
about 2018 you have a right to know why this pastor believed what he believed in November the 2nd 1917 England the British promised the homeland promised Israel they made a declaration called the wildflower declaration they partitioned the land of Palestine in two between Jordan and and the new coming nation, Israel. Between 1939 and 1945, six million Jews were killed by Nazi Germany in World War II. For the first time, eight million people died in the world in war. That many died at Nazi's hand. May the 14th, 1948, it says Israel was declared 
In May the 14, 1949, Israel was admitted to the United Nations. Think about it. June the 5th and 1967, we see something happen here. A six-day war. And at Jerusalem, the Sinai, and the West Bank, and Gaza, and Golan Heights were captured by Israel. And October the 6th, 1973, the Yom Kippur War. Aiming between Egypt and Syria, they were defeated, and Israel regained more territory. In September the 17th, 1978, Israel signed a peace treaty at Camp David with the king of Egypt. Then they assassinated him. In March, March 26, 1979, a peace treaty between Israel and Egypt, amen, were established. And we see this go on and on and on and on, and the record goes on. What does that mean, Pastor Neil? No, I'm not a historian, but I want to say this much. The Lord tells me when I see Israel begin to become a nation and bud and fig into fig, his coming is close. If that's true in, in a generation of 70 years, I personally, I personally, this is my position, you have to follow it, I believe a generation of 70 years. And I know from Calvary to Titus was 70 years when Jesus died. I believe in 70 years period of time, something's going to happen in our world. And if that's true, by 2018, I expect our generation to come to a close and a new one starts. And if that's true, I believe we're at the very verge of Christ coming the second time. The second time is a visible coming. Everybody will see it. But for the church, we have no time frame to look to. We have nothing to look at except be ready. Be ready. Be ready. Be ready. Be ready. Be ready. As the church, if you miss the rapture, you have to face the second coming. When he came the second time, the church is coming back with him. For the first time, we will have no more argument who's the true church. Because the Bible says, come, let me show you the Lamb's wife. An angel is going to show the world who the true church is. And all the mystery will be gone. You won't have to worry, is it the top church or my church or their church? God's going to make a pick. And I'll be his bride. We're going to bow our heads right now and pray. My job was not to intimidate you or scare you. I love you a whole lot. My job is you have a right to know. I've never had a doctor work on my body who never first let me read the risk and sign a paper. I'm aware of the risk involved if I go through this process. And I believe you have a right to know that these things mean something. The United States is up to upheaval, the murder, the killing going on. Will somebody come around in Canada? Stand but few. Because the whole world is going that way. Telling us the Lord is coming. Economy is falling down. Recession, inflation, you name it. Strong strong nations are giving in to weak nations. Things are happening. What does it mean, Pastor? It's over. It's time to leave. If you want to know how to be saved, you have to believe on Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You have to repent of your sins. 
and you'll be baptized in Jesus' name by full immersion in the name of Jesus Christ. And then receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, evidenced by speaking with other tongues as the Spirit of God gives you utterance. And then you shall live a holy life unless God takes you the same day. You've got to be an overcomer. If you do that, you escape the wrath of God. Seven seals. Look on this board behind you. You can see on the board what I just preached to you about a while ago. You can take some time and look at it. It's going to happen. We're right at the ten toes. That's where we are. Dear Lord Jesus, we have a right to know. You said if it were not so, you would have told us.